Welcome to the Sojo Show with Jen and AJ, where you'll dig deep into God's Word alongside two imperfect, frequently ineloquent women as we discover fresh ways to walk out God's truth together. All right, we are back. We're back. It is Jen and AJ in the house once again. again. We're back again with another episode in our anxiety series. Yeah, and we maybe we should tone it down. Yeah, <laughs> no, let's, let's restart okay. and be a little slower in our approach here. No, we need to be happy. We need yes, to be up. We do. Because okay. you know what? Anxiety does not have the final word. Right. It does not. And as we are going to learn today, it did not in this person's life, but we're not there yet. No I'm spoilers. going to start with a question for Ooh, Jen. Oh, dear. So, Jen, be honest. Has someone you loved ever ignored you? <laughs> Just flat out ignored you and tell Besides us you. <laughs> hey, ah, well, maybe a time or two. <laughs> no, but tell us about it. Tell us about being ignored, what it feels like and who did it. <laughs> All right. So I hope they're not listening to the podcast. I, they I mean, don't listen. Anybody who knows Jen, just turn this off right now. <laughs> turn it off. No, no anybody no, no. in Jen's real no, life. These people are not listening to my podcast. So this is they <laughs> ignore you. Yes, we know. Because <laughs> it's my children. <laughs> no, they for show okay. are not listening to this podcast. You're safe. <laughs> no, no, my, they, y'all, my precious children, are y'all listening? Leave me a comment below. <laughs> And a five-star review. I heard what one of your sons DM'd you. Oh, yeah. A one-word response. He noticed it. So I I said something. I put something on Instagram, (laughs) like a story. It was like something something kind of snarky about teenagers. It wasn't like negative. It was just kind of funny. I thought it was funny. And he literally um, messaged me and with one word, and it said brutal. Brutal. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you love it? So you did not get ignored. I did not, no, but I wasn't talking to him. I didn't really want him to see that. <laughs> well, maybe he's going to listen to this episode yeah. too. I don't think so. We're safe. We're safe. Um, so if you know my children, do not leave them to this episode. Okay. So here's the thing though. I am just like, I'm just such, I'm such a loving and caring mom. Do we need some humility here? No, no, no. It's all true. In this room here. It's, it's all true. So, um, and, and I, and I text my children a lot, just see how they're doing. I mean, my children that are grown and then the ones that are in the house, even sometimes, cause that's how I know I can get them, catch them. And sometimes I'm left on red. Oh, ouch. That left on red. <laughs> and then I have to text back. I have to pursue them again. And sometimes I have to even resort to GIFs. <laughs> <laughs> that is brutal. Okay. That's brutal. And then I have to like see them in real life and like track them down and say, why are you ignoring me, dude? Why? What's happening? So anyway, that is, but can I just, can I just admit something? Okay. Well, sometimes I ignore Brad. <laughs> so you leave him on red. No, no, no. I don't read it. <laughs> no, that's not about. No, here's the thing. I do not always have my phone with me. It's not always stuck to me. And sometimes. People will text me, particularly my sweet, 
precious dear husband who's very good at responding to things. And he will, <laughs> and then I'll, I won't see it for like an hour later. Well, you know what I say about that? <laughs> Ignorance is bliss. <laughs> and like an hour later, I'm like, oh, snap. Because I've got like two or three, like, hey, where are you? Question mark. Yeah. And he doesn't resort to GIF. So, yeah. So, but anyway, so I guess what goes around comes around, but I don't mean to. So I'm going to give my children grace on this. Why do you ask? Because... <laughs> We're going to actually read someone in the Bible who felt ignored uh-huh. and he felt unheard. And, you know, we've, we've laughed a lot in this episode so far and we've joked around about it, but seriously, when you feel unheard or you feel ignored, it, it's painful, Yeah, yeah. Like, especially like we're not this little silly thing, but if you really have a need and you have somebody that you trust and they are going to give you an answer to your need, particularly God, when, (laughs) you know, when, when you feel like he's ignoring you or, or isn't listening, that is hard. Or things have piled up and piled up and piled up. And to the point where you're like, is anybody listening? Are you know that, that, are you there? God, that, you know, that Margaret kind of story. That's right. Anyway, um, yeah, that can happen. And that's what happened to this particular person that we're talking about, because just to back up a second, we are in our second episode of our series on anxiety. So there is in Sojourn Academy, we're doing a study on anxiety, you know, basically the biblical, the biblical response to anxiety, the mm-hmm. biblical definition, the biblical response. How do we practically walk through anxiety? And so part of it is looking at several people in the Bible that had anxiety. So anxiety is not new to this particular century. It might seem like it because we got social media, right. but it's not. Right. There and are many people in the Bible. Yeah. And this passage, especially we're looking at Psalm 55. This passage really clearly indicates this. This dude was in pretty deep. Right, right. So this particular person, so there are several that have experienced anxiety in the word, lots, and you can find it in the word. It's so interesting. It's so fascinating because you know what? These are faithful men and women of God. These are people that know God and trust God. Right. And yet they still suffer from from anxiety for various reasons, which mm-hmm. side note, super encouraging. Super encouraging to me. So this particular person is um, is King David. It's David. Yep. And in chapter 55, and we're going to kind of look at it a little bit, but mm-hmm. David, if you know anything about his story, and if you've read the Psalms at all, it's all over the place. Yeah. It, it's, it's all I mean, there. It is all over. So David was, remember, remember his story when he was younger, right? He was the giant killer. He killed Goliath. He was the shepherd that like fought lions and bears and, you know, the super, super brave shepherd. He, he was the chosen king. He was chosen by God to be king. And so all these awesome accolades and all these reasons to be confident. And yet he frequently suffered from anxiety and depression. And we see it. We see a record of it, which is super, super cool. There have been those that have said, (laughs) and, you know, in my medical opinion, I can see it, you know, that David probably really, truly suffered from anxiety, depression, like, like truly maybe clinical, clinical, medical, Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe even what we would today call bipolar syndrome. I hate to say that I don't want to be disrespectful to King David, but he definitely, he definitely had his ups and downs and they were Mm -hmm. pretty 
pretty, pretty drastic. So mm-hmm. I want to say that this is an encouragement for you. If you, dear Amen. sister, Ooh, yes. you are one that tends to be all the way up on the mountaintop and then all the way down in the valley, you know, you're in good company. Yeah. Because King right. David was the same way. That's right. And he is a good, he's a good example because of how he takes his anxiety. Yes. He works through it. Yep. And then you know what he does? He ends up back in a right response to it by focusing, adjusting his focus on to God. Right. And I think that's where we're probably going to focus today. Cause that's really where the most help is, is to just yes. see how somebody else did it, a biblical example. But I just have to, before we go there, yeah. I just have to say verse two really cracks me up what? because it says, he's saying, give heed to me and answer me. I'm restless right? in my complaint. And then he says, and I'm surely distracted. Isn't that hilarious? It's like, he's off. He's, he's like making this complaint. And then he's like, I'm distracted. <laughs> Is that what your verse says? Yes. I'm uh, surely distracted. Right, right there. Verse two. And I can so relate and to I that. Sure, yeah. Like, my version I, says that I am, um, I moan. So it's the same. Distracted and moan. Maybe that's it's, what the it same, says. it's the same thing. I moan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, so maybe we'll cut this part out. <laughs> Either way. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Because it's not the same. I mean, distracted. I'm like, I I, I can see that. Yeah. Like, Either you know, way, it works. It, it totally, totally works. It so, works. So the beginning of this chapter, as you mentioned, the beginning of the chapter starts with him just asking for God to come. Just, yeah. just he he's wants he's crying out to God. He mm-hmm. wants to be heard. And he is restless in his complaint, meaning he's been complaining for a while. Right. He's yep. been, he has been moaning. He's yep. been distracted. Yep. He probably has been distracted. He's, been distracted. he's been distracted because I mean, he, he is wanting he an, needs answer. an answer. He, he needs, needs an, answer. an answer. He's like, I can't focus on anything else. I'm he does. so distracted. I need this result. He does not want to be left on red. No, no. Red me. Red me. Okay. So he says this. And, and, you know, and he has all these symptoms of anxiety, right? And we yes. recognize some of these symptoms. Yes. You know, he's, he's in anguish. He's restless. He, you know, he's terror. Oh, he says there's terrors. terrors. He says horror, fear and trembling come upon me horror and horror yes. overwhelms me. I mean, that's pretty that, expressive. That is. Yeah. He also was very expressive, very dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. It was very dramatic, which I mean, yeah, that's good. That's good. So he says all this, we know, you know, he actually later on, he, he, he considered fleeing. Yep. He considered, he's like, I wish I could just be a bird and just fly away. Mm-hmm. He considered going here. away. Yep. Um, you know, he, he, he really went through a lot of emotions here. Um, and, and really when we look at the source of his pain, I do want to look at this for just a second because right. we're not, I'm not belittling what David was going through for sure, because here's the reason he was, he was Mm -hmm. crying out Mm -hmm. because his enemies were oppressing him, but it wasn't just his enemies. Right. It says, for it is not an enemy who reproaches me. Then I could have borne it. It's not the one who hates me. Then I could have hidden myself, but it is you, a man, my equal, my companion, my familiar friend. We had sweet fellowship together. We walked in the house of God and the throng. This was a person who hurt him and wounded him so deeply. Right. That's verses 12 through 14. Uh, And, and, you know, earlier he talks about, you know, his, he's being oppressed. And then we find out that it is 
you know, and, and yeah. David in his life is definitely oppressed by a lot of enemies. Yes, he is right. chased through, you know, all over the place by yeah. his enemies. But this particular instance is a little bit unique in that it is someone that he knew and loved. Right. And right. I think that we can all, to some extent, appreciate this pain, this particular pain. And Mm -hmm. if you, if all of a sudden you have thought, oh, I I know this pain. I was hurt by someone that I know. Maybe it was someone in your family, Mm -hmm. even maybe it was someone, a dear friend. Maybe it was someone that you trusted and that you, you know, you put your trust in, Uh, you know, whatever the situation is, if you've been hurt by someone that was close to you, then you're in again in good company because David was right there with you. Right. And verse 20, I just want to point this out too. He says that this is somebody who had violated his covenant. So they were so close. They had a covenant of loyalty to each other. And this person broke that covenant. We're so we're talking some really deep wounds here. Yeah. He was two-sided you know, we thought we talked about people who talk out of both sides of their mouth. Verse 21 says his speech was smooth as butter, but war was in his heart. His words were softer than oil, yet they were drawn mm-hmm. swords. Mm-hmm. So people, this person was not what he seemed. Right. And, 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 you know, spoiler alert, you're going to come across mm-hmm. this person at some point in your life. Right. Yeah. So, so, so David had a reason to be moaning and complaining. I mean, and he really did and distracted and, that. and crying out to God. Let's forget that. He wasn't just moaning and crying in and of his own self. Right. That's a big distinction too. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes I just moan and cry and whine about things, but right. I'm not really crying out to God. Yeah. I'm just whining for the sake of whining. Right. Because it feels good. Right. Let's just be honest. Right. Sometimes because it feels good to whine. It's human nature. Mm-hmm. It's human nature just to whine right. about it. You know, right. me, 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 me. But what David does is a more righteous whining, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> because well, he's, he's taking it out to, to God. God. Yeah. He's taking it to God. Yeah. So, so there is an desperation. And then eventually towards the end of the chapter, starting in verse 16, he starts to transition. Mm-hmm. And so he transitions from this desperation to confidence. Mm-hmm. And he starts saying, I call out to God and the Lord will save me. He has not been saved yet. Right. He's still complaining, but he is starting to have confidence in what will come. Well, and even the very first part of that verse in my translation. Yeah. It, yeah. This says, is interesting. You're reading says, from, from new American standard, right? Yes, that's right. I'm reading from ESV. So yeah. Yeah. So here it is. So this is awesome. But mine says, as for me, I shall call upon God. So it's kind of like he's saying, okay, I can't do anything about what anybody else does. There's that is all beyond my control. But as for me, I'm getting a grip on myself Mm -hmm. in this moment. And I'm going to call on God. Like that is my hope. That's the only option I have. And I'm going to take it. Right. And then the next verse, he says again, he says, I utter my complaint and I moan. He's still moaning, right? Yep. But look at the second part of verse yes. 17. If you're following along with yep. us I love in this. Psalm 55, the second part says, he, he hears, hears me. my voice. Yep. He hears me. Yep. So he's gone from 
where are you? And, and, you know, I am just moaning and we're I plead to you to, okay, I'm still complaining, but I know I'm being heard. I'm being heard. What right. a position to be in when we're anxious, mm-hmm. when our hearts are mm-hmm. unsettled, right. when we're, we're seeing this, the world and, and, and honestly, the, the stimuli that comes in is just overwhelming. How reassuring to know that God sees us. Well, here's us. And back to what we were talking about on our last episode that here we see David taking that step of faith, right? There's no change in his emotions. There's no change in his behavior or his circumstances. circumstances, Like everything is the same, except he's saying he's going from, when will you hear me? Please listen to me to saying, okay, you do hear me. You hear me. I am taking this on faith. And that is what we all must do. We must believe that God is who he says he is. He's doing what he says he's, he will do. He's with us. He hasn't forsaken us. He's working all things for our good and his glory. Those are things we have to take by faith, right? He's holding on to the promise that he's been given and that we are all given. The next verse he's saying, he redeems my soul in safety. He's already basically yes. saying, yes. I am safe. I'm safe from the battle that I wage. For many are arrayed against me. He said, God will give ear and humble them. He who's enthroned from high, because they do not change. They do not fear God. So he's basically come to the grip. So earlier on, we didn't read this part, but earlier on, he's asking God to bring the heat. Yes. He's like, kill them. Get them, boy. Draw, you know, down, down with my enemy, do it, God, do it. And, you know, honestly, I don't know if that was the right thing to do because later on, he comes to the realization Mm -hmm. that, okay. I am going to let God do what he will do. Yeah. And he says that he will humble them. He's no longer saying humble them. Right. He's saying he will. He will. You'll take care of it. You'll take care of it. There's that trust again. You will handle it. You'll take care of it. And so I think this is a good, I think this is um, a good position to to be in when we're praying, Mm -hmm. because when we're looking at those that are coming against us and right now, Christianity is at war with the world. It always has been. It always has been, but it is, I think it is, we're going to see it get harder and harder and harder to stand up for Christ and sign up for the things that are right. Mm -hmm. And I think that we are, sometimes our prayer is, you know, let's not necessarily strike down the people, but let's, you know, overturn this and and do this. And let's, you know, there's just so much of what we want God to be doing. And I think it's fine to pray those things, but in the end, having the confidence that God is in control, that he will humble those that are against him, that they are, you know, that they're in the end, there will be justice, right? There will be a reckoning basically. Right. And it's not up to us. No. Our job is to stand strong. So the very next verse, so the, the very next verse in verse 22 and 23, the ending of this mm-hmm. is the part we really want to make sure that you hear. So if you hear nothing else, hear this, mm-hmm. hear these two verses, cast your burden. He's, this is what he's saying. Cast your burden on the Lord. He will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved, but you, oh God will cast them down into the pit of destruction. Talking about his enemies. Men of blood and treachery shall not live out half their days. He's like, again, he's a little bit vengeance. You know, he's got it. He's, he's got a little, he's a little bloodthirsty, but that's okay. He's saying, you will do it, God. He says, and then the last words. I love this. I love it. The last words, but I will trust mm-hmm. in you. Yep. And for me, he's almost saying, you're going to do this, 
But even if you don't, Mm -hmm. I will trust in you. Right. Right. That's right. It's like, you know, or if I never see it, you know, in the Habakkuk. Yep. Job. It comes down to it. If you, I, I, this is what I know you're able to do. Mm -hmm. If we're anxiety, we're talking about anxiety. You are able to heal my anxiety, my anxious heart. But even if you don't, I will trust in you. Right. Right. That's it. It comes back to that just over and over and over again, just deciding, okay, I'm going to trust. And again, if you guys didn't hear the first episode in the series, which was last week's, go listen to that because we talk about this. It, It is a choice. It really is a choice on each of our parts to say, I'm going to trust he is leading in ways I don't understand. I'm not going to lean on my own understanding, my own logic or my own ability to figure it out. I'm just going to trust and believe what God says in his word. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is where we need to end today. I do too. David ended that way. We can. That's right. I will trust in him. Amen. Amen. And we'll be back next week. We're going to talk about anxiety for a couple more weeks and not just talking about anxiety, but talking about what the Bible has to say about it, but more importantly, talking about how we can be overcomers Mm -hmm. in it, over it, and through it. Yes. So we'll see you then. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. I think we'd all love to have a godly woman sit down and show us how they study a passage of scripture. Now imagine sitting down with not one, but over a dozen godly women with years of ministry experience between them who are all excited to share exactly how they study the Bible. Well, grab your coffee mug and notebook friend, because that's exactly what you are invited to experience. The Explore God's Word collection is a bundle of video workshops, tutorials, printables to show you exactly how others study scripture. We all know there are so many different ways to dig into scripture. So why not let these women show you how they do it? Grab your own copy of Explore God's Word collection at sojohub.com slash explore. That's sojohub.com slash explore. Are there areas in your life where you feel like you need to simplify a bit? My guess is yes. Several years ago, AJ and I identified seven areas that we felt like um, were important to simplify in order to focus on most important things in life and primarily our relationship with God. What we are doing is pulling that out of the vault, and we are doing Simplify Your Life Summer 2024 Edition. We invite you to join us. We are excited about it and look forward to seeing you there. Go check out sojohub.com slash simplify for more information.